Welcome back to Jackson Transplants, the welcome committee for transplants. Jacksonians welcome, but not necessary. In this episode, I chat with Rashonda Perriman from Fayette, Mississippi. relocate to Jackson and why? I first moved to Jackson in 2007 for college at Jackson State University. I was there until 2011 and I moved away from Mississippi shortly after that to go to grad school in Savannah, Georgia. Mm -hmm. After grad school at Savannah College of Art and Design, I moved back home to Fayette for a little bit, and then I got hired at a nonprofit here in Jackson, um, Cockpit Enterprise Corporation, and I've been here ever since. Okay. Um, how, how was it staying in Savannah? How was, like, that experience? It seems like such a cute town. It was a lot of fun. I don't think I took full advantage of um, it, because um, <laughs> I was there for grad school, grad school intense uh, but a great experience nonetheless um it was awesome I met some of my very favorite people my best friends to this day um I met all of them there we did a lot of it was a good balance of of school and and fun but I could have had more fun what about the food did you have the opportunity to eat out much out there I think I ate out too much. That was, that was the start of me losing my 20s body. <laughs> yeah, lots of good food, for sure. I heard it was really good food and that it's haunted as well. So that's all I know about Savannah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm all about not putting crazy stuff up in my spirit. So I didn't, I didn't experience it with that part. I, yeah. Um, So this is a real good city then. Yeah, yeah it's okay. kind of like it's kind of like New Orleans, but not as many people and a little bit cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so tell me about what you do. Uh, well, I'm a full time graphic designer. Okay. I work for Visit Jackson. Um, I'm the creative design manager there, and part of what I do is kind of a, a mesh of all things creative. Okay. So it's primarily design, but um, I've been charged with rebranding. So pretty much anything city with soul related that comes throughout the city, more than likely came from me. Okay. Um, I've been able to do fun things like the mural, um, the most recent mural that I, I showed you guys, and then uh, different paintings around the office. We have a new office space that we moved into back in November, so I did a lot of the interior decorating for that. Oh, okay. But, um, Wait, so you were probably, well, I'm pretty sure you were there when they had their ribbon cutting? Yeah, 
Okay, cool. Okay. I was there. It was it's really nice. Um I didn't I didn't get to drink. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't get to drink as much. So um once outside opens, if y'all can have another event and I can um, you know, <laughs> everybody was I mean, as soon as the liquor came out, you know, glasses were snatched. Um I did have a cookie or two, but <laughs> So really, my problem was I probably wasn't standing in the right area, and I was like too busy talking to people when I should have been drinking and yeah, eating. That's probably it. That's <laughs> probably it. <laughs> okay, so how long have you been a, an artist? I know you went to school for it. So did it start at college? Before college, were you drawing on people's walls in like elementary school and getting in trouble, or how did it start? <laughs> um, no, my parents me enough to not ever write on their walls. Okay. <laughs> I've been um I've been drawing and creating for as long as I can hold a pencil. Okay. Um I was that kid who had a pencil, some markers, some crayons, something, and some paper everywhere I went. From okay. the dentist's office to church I was drawing something. Okay. And so I started painting though in middle school and that was kind of how I kept money when I was in high school, um, painting things for people around town, and murals, I didn't really consider them, because I'm self-taught, so I didn't consider them murals when I was younger doing things, Mm -hmm. Um, like, people were like, oh, can you come paint on my flower shop wall, and I'm like, yeah, Um, so I didn't think enough of it to actually take pictures and document it, it was just me doing something, so I won't say I officially started doing murals until maybe two years ago and it was um I've done a couple inside of private you know like homes and things like that but mm. um this is my very first outdoor mural and my very first mural to this scale yeah before we go into the mural I just want to say uh to my childhood church as well as Sergeant Wells from my high school that if you wouldn't have snatched my paper in pencil while I was sketching in church and in class, I could have been doing murals as well. So thank yes. you guys for crushing my dreams as a child. But anyway, <laughs> I used to be drawn on the back of the church programs because I was bored and in class because I was bored too as well. So thanks for um, ruining my life, guys. But anyway, <laughs> so tell, tell me about this process of doing, like this is like my fa- favorite mural like I just not even the the picture or the design of it I don't know I don't speak uh art but like the colors to the vibrant colors you decide to use I've always wanted to see more color you know around the city so like how was this process of like you said doing a mural on such a large scale um well it started with um me just having a conversation with my boss. Uh, actually, it was my job interview. I told him that I wanted to be able to incorporate my art into my position mm-hmm. because he told me they needed someone to um, present Jackson as a tourist destination. Yeah. That's basically. Um, and to build local morale. And so some of the ideas we discussed were different 
city beautification projects and uh, murals and art installations just all around town. Different things to make people proud of Jackson. So it started there. And then I just started brainstorming and researching and I found all types of things that I loved that other cities had done. Mm-hmm. And then I just sat down and started with a list. <laughs> like we just decided we wanted to, um, we have five pillars really. Um, but we had four where we could actually find a, a notable person that people would recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, culinary is our fifth pillar, but you know, we just couldn't think of a person that would be widely received. Mm-hmm. So we started with the four pillars and then we just kind of went down the list of all the people that fit in those categories and landed on the four that we thought would cover a diverse enough audience. Yeah. 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 Okay. How long did this take you? Uh, well, I designed it back in, cause I did it digitally. I designed it back in October, mm-hmm. November around that time. And it took me about, two or three days at work to really design all four people and then the background and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we talked to one of our friends with the city and just cause he always has all these big ideas, uh, David Lewis <laughs> about art projects mm-hmm. and wow, this could go on this wall. This should go there. Mm-hmm. So we called him up and just ran some ideas past him and he named a few walls and we, with the old capital in, we're connected with the owners because they're partners in tourism, of course. And so we um, called Mindy up, but she's like, can I just see the design? So we showed her. She was, she ran it by her partners, and they were all for it. So once we got the wall, I measured it, um, converted the design to fit the specs, mm-hmm. and then we finally picked a date because <laughs> as if I don't, I have a lot of time to be my best. Yeah. Um, it kind of couldn't have come at a better time, but um, we finally landed on a, a time frame and I started end of March, but you know, weather stretched us out over the whole month of April, but total from drawing it to painting it 28 days. Wow. Wow. So how do you feel about it? I feel really good. So at first I didn't feel anything, to be yeah. honest. Until people started tagging you and stuff, probably, right? Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, to me, it was like, while doing it, because I do this all the time, I paint all the time, mm-hmm. never to this scale, but I kind of live in a, a fantasy land, to be honest. Like, I have these big, grand ideas, and there's nothing nothing about them scare me. Yeah. So I just kind of treat everything like it's the same scale. Yeah. So in my mind, when I was doing this, I was like, oh, it's just another painting. You know, it's way longer than my other paintings, but it was just another painting. So when I finished it, I was like, oh, cool, I like it. And then we took the pictures and everything, and that's when it kind of just started to set in. Because, you know, once you stare at something, it's almost like writing or anything, for that matter, it takes a, a, a certain amount of time once you stare at it for so long you just kind of become numb to it yeah and so it wasn't until I took a step back for a minute or drove by the next day or saw all of the the thousands of <laughs> comments and shares that it really set in for me yeah and not only that so I took the picture Sunday evening 
And when I was leaving, there was a group coming up. And they were like, well, who are these people on there? And I was like, where are y'all from? Because I'm picking up an accent. So they were from the Delta. So, yes, the news spread really fast. I don't know what they were doing a photo shoot for. It looked like it might have been, like, for a senior or something like that. But, yeah, so they were there. um, They were getting out of the car while we were uh, leaving out. So, like, word is already spread, and I would imagine, like, it's going to be something people want to see locally, but, like, when people visit Jackson, that's going to be the first thing they want to come across. Because what I'm learning more and more of is, you know, like, Jackson is just Jackson, the people who are here, who are in the state of Mississippi, but, like, outside of Mississippi, or even outside of the United States, like, Jackson is kind of a big deal. So, um, yeah, so I can definitely see, like, a lot of people flocking to it, you know? Yeah, so that part has been really exciting. So it was, the purpose for the mural was really intentional, but like in the middle of the process, like I I can't afford to to carry that much weight while I'm working. But um, yeah, in the middle of the process, it just felt like, it was just fun to me, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, Just me doing what I do. And then afterwards, with things like what you said, like people literally getting in their cars the day they found out about it. And I'm just like, whoa, this is really that important to people. And it's kind of, that's kind of the whole point. Like, we wanted to bring people together. We wanted people to have something to be proud of. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I love this because I think my favorite cities are cities where I see a lot of um, art. And um, so, like, what do you see the future of Jackson being incorporating more art or more art-driven projects? Oh, man, I see stuff everywhere, like every corner. Like, I don't want my my piece or Scott Allen's piece right off of Pearl Street, the Welcome to Jackson Mirror. Like, I don't want those to be the only things, and I know look, they aren't the only things, right. but I don't want those to be the only things that come top of mind when people think Jackson or when people just drive through town, like I want inspiration, color, just life everywhere. Yeah. I I truly believe art is healing. Mm -hmm. And Jackson has, Mississippi in general has so many just stigmas attached to it. And I don't think it's fair because the people here are so dynamic and so beautiful and so loving and so for us to have to carry that is again just not fair yeah yeah the rest of the world should get to experience what we experience daily you know what i mean but you know what that's our responsibility to do a better job of that because we just i feel like in jackson and mississippi in general sometimes we let too many people speak for us on our behalf like in tennessee i was just surprised to see how much they capitalized off the music in mississippi and i'm like that's really interesting that they have so many markers or they highlight so many people and they're like they're not from tennessee they're from mississippi they may have moved to tennessee at some point but still and not only like you know, like musically, but even like I always give the example of, you know, I definitely love my home city, but my home city is, you know, like they have their issues, they have crime, they have corruption, they have all that stuff, but they do a better job of marketing like ahead of that or regardless of that. So it's like, I just feel like we have to continue to work on and highlight everything Jackson, Mississippi has to offer. I know recently 
with, you know, the extra time I've been doing a little bit more reading. And I'm like, I had no idea of the people, not only from Jackson, but who have passed through Jackson at one point, who have like, you know, worked at Jackson State or worked anywhere, you know, like within the city or, um, you know, like stayed here temporarily and contributed to civil rights. I'm like, I had, and I went to Jack, like I'm on my third degree at Jackson State. So, you know, I'm not sure if I wasn't paying attention. There's a possibility in undergrad. Cause I definitely was doing the bare minimum. But in grad school, I don't remember, like, learning all this stuff. So I think we had to continue to work, you know, like, work together um, and just work in general to paint a narrative for people, you know? No, I completely agree. I think part of the issue is, well, for starters, there are so many people here that are working to, to reverse this narrative yeah. and are working to create great experiences for people. And, and I'm, I'm 100% grateful for them. But part of the issue is so many of us speak against us yeah. and speak against our city and work against ourselves. And it's all about perspective. Like, every city has its has its negatives every every city has its issues but if you're gonna be there why not focus on the positive and try to have a good experience for yourself try to create a good experience for other people yeah and you know what to be honest people will be surprised because they think uh <laughs> some people consider me as negative i'm not sure but i've said it before on this podcast several times when it's like family business i think family business belongs in like group chats they belong in and messenger and there's a way to keep people accountable without having your facebook timeline full of complaints of what people are or aren't doing you know so it's like i I feel like people consume so much negative news in general that i don't usually share it i'm like i'm sure 20 people have shared it by now so you know and sometimes i want us to get beyond talking about the same thing over in Oregon and offer some solutions. So I know a lot of times, because my experience is with the city, because I work for the city, so I'm like, you know, they don't have the capacity, you know they don't have the money, like, what can you do as a person, as an organization, as a church, as a school, or something, neighborhood, you know, association, to help with the solution? Just like sometimes I know um, some of these murals um, are like a combination of funding, you know, it's like maybe it's a grant or maybe an organization or a business helped out. So sometimes I want to see more of that. And I'm not, you know, like I'm not a native of Jackson, but I've been here long enough and I'm not sure how that will work or what that looks like, or if there's trust issues and there's beef, it depends on who's in charge, but I really would like to see more people participating versus just waiting kind of like for a savior or saviors to kind of save the day, you know? I can honestly say there are a lot of people with that same mindset, as far as I know, yeah. um, that I've come into, come across in this new position. Because before I worked at Vincent Jackson, and honestly, I've only been there um, going on 10 months now. And you're doing all that in 10 months? Come on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I was, um, actually, what is this, May? I've lost complete track of <laughs> the, the date. <laughs> Listen, this I've told people this is like one long day that just co- keeps repeating itself. I don't know the date, the day, the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So, it's okay. So, it's almost 11 months. At the end of May, it'll be 11 months. And I was um, talking to my boss when I like finished the mural. Like, whoa, it's, it's almost a year to the date that I interviewed. And we talked about this project. And so, to see all the things that our small team has been able to accomplish in less than a year. Like you can't tell me that 
the amount of power and talent in the city, we can't turn things around. And I honestly think we're headed in that direction. Yeah, yep. Definitely. I mean I I mean we can definitely see the work. So yeah. All right. So normally I usually ask people if they have either advice or people who are new to Jackson on things to do, maybe how to make friends or your favorite places to go. But since we're trapped inside, (laughs) (laughs) what is some advice you have for these people? Um, Oh boy. I don't know if I'm the person for this because (laughs) I've barely been at home. Um, And I'm sorry, I don't mean to throw it into the faces of people who have been at home or listening. Um, But yeah, I've I've been safe, but barely at home. So I haven't felt the the brunt of it. And honestly, if I was at home, I would probably be losing it a little bit because I have a really short attention span. (laughs) But um, I will say, if you're just looking for things to prepare for getting ready to go outside, this Jackson has a lot of resources. Um, you should go to jxn.ms, and that can give you like a list of and visit jackson.com. Not to just plug my job, but honestly, so many things. Uh, we have so many resources that people don't know about. But you could just be making your itinerary for when it is time to step out yeah. so you can step out with a full on plan and just ready to take the city because we have so many restaurants so many really cool restaurants that aren't franchises not necessarily not that there's anything wrong with franchises but support local if yeah. you can um so many really cool restaurants, so many really cool attractions like um, all the museums and things that we have uh, there are a lot of Things you can do outdoors, uh, like you can go and rent a kayak from Capital City Kayak, yeah. and just so many fun things to do. So I would say, while you're in the house, if you're tired of Netflix, just start researching <laughs> what's around you, so that you can kind of experience the city a little bit more outside of working home. You know what I. I'm not really an outside person, but, like, after going through this, I have to get outside, like, (laughs) once or twice a day. Like, we walk or we ride our bikes or we're just, like, outside. So, we'll see as the, you know, summer comes in and it gets hot how I feel about that. But because I've been trapped inside, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, I want to be outside. So, um, we'll see because I kind of, I tell people um, chocolate milks, so... <laughs> I, I, I don't like the outside. I do not. Um, I'm surprised I was as pleasant as I was working on this. Well, you were like you were doing it at the perfect time, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because had I been doing this in June, I don't, I, I don't know that we would have a mural. Because <laughs> um, I hate being hot. I love the outside, but only in like October. Um, when there's no pollen. When is your birthday? <laughs> My birthday is in February. So oh, like okay. The worst time ever. Um, because it's muggy and muddy and just weird. Um, <laughs> the end of February. Okay. But but yeah. Um, I I I think this it's been challenging and you know kind of just a nasty time for everybody. Yeah. But also. It's allowed for a lot of reflection yeah. and just a chance to, to, to look at things differently and to 
I don't know, create a new space for yourself. Like, imagine how many families are able to bond because they're stuck in the house together. Or like you said, you're getting outside. Like, things that we wouldn't have done otherwise. Yeah, I mean, like, it was something my husband and I used to do. I mean, we were together for a while before we had the kids. So it was something me and him used to do before she came around. And then, I don't know, I went from, like, not really messing with outside that much until after her, like, my system was way thrown off, and I was like, I'm not stepping foot outside ever again in my life. <laughs> so, but it's been good for us to do, and it's a good, you know, like, she gets out the house as well, and we try to run her into the ground so she can sleep at night. So, it's been a good experience for us. And like you said, for our family, I know for us, um, like, as a couple, we've always been super duper duper busy because we've always had like a job been in school and we got side jobs and all this other stuff going on so he is still essential so he's still working but he has some flexibility and you know we've been able to spend more time together as a family and like it's been better than I thought it would be because I thought I didn't know what it was going to be like being tra- especially with my two-year-old like my husband's cool but my two-year-old that's the one I have beef with so I didn't know <laughs> you know and she's been okay and I've been concerned about you know mostly concerned about her well-being going from being in daycare like every day with her friends and her teachers that love her to like just us all the time so it it hasn't been terrible so I don't want to kill them or anything but she most definitely owes me money but outside of that <laughs> it's been kind of cool so so what do you want to do once uh outside opens for us oh I've been looking, okay, listen, let me just preface this with I'm not a huge drinker, but brunch? I, have, you want I brunch? have been looking forward to drinking a Sazerac at Cultivation. That That's what I most want to do. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely want, well, I've kind of been drinking throughout this part. I've been drinking various things. I've been drinking a lot of coffee. Like, we talked before we started recording energy drinks, so I'm curious it seems like i'm doing fine like i'm normal i don't want to scare people <laughs> i'm not drunk i'm drinking the energy drink so i can work after this but um so i definitely want to do brunch um and eat outside uh what else i, I want to see my family so yes. i want to do i don't know if i'm going to be doing we had a lot of travel planned between like the spring and the summer so i don't know if i'm gonna feel comfortable and i know people have been flying throughout this process I'm not sure if I'm going to feel comfortable doing that this year, to be honest. So, I'm not... Just because I have a a daughter, and, like, if we want to take her somewhere, this is not with the mask. So, we hadn't been able to bring her anywhere, because she's like, "Uh uh-uh, don't uh, pull this off me. She's like, you can put it on my neck, but don't put it on my face, so... Which means we stand in the house. (laughs) Right, right. Means you can't go anywhere. So, I'm I'm not sure about that type of travel, but, like, locally to, like, New Orleans... I'm not sure we may drive to Houston. Um, if my in-laws are listening, if they're not listening, we're probably not going to Houston. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, so just that and just having the flexibility to just move around a little bit. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be in that mask for a while, though, even because it's, yeah. So, like. Yeah. I've, I have not been home in a couple months, and home is only, like, an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but I've been... I don't know, I've been deeply contemplating about hopping in the car to go see my mama and just hug her neck. But I don't know the rules. Like, it's like no one knows what 
no one it's like everyone's playing a guessing game yep. and so the last thing i want to do is make my mama and my grandma sick you know? Yeah, and it might be a situation where, like, if you go, like, you just have to keep your mask on. Like, you're an adult, so that's a little different. Like, for us, the only reason why, because I've heard about people, like, going to visit family and family coming to visit them. But, like, for her, you know, she's young, so for her to see mask and she want to hug and kiss and the grandparents want to do that with her. So that's the only reason why we hadn't really gone anywhere. So I think, you know... Even if you go and you stay like six feet apart or something like that just to see them. Because it's, it's been challenging to go. It depends on how, if you like your family. I'm somebody who talks to my parents and grandparents every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. So it's been hard to not see them, you know, in so long. And then, you know, I'm just a few hours away from them. So, but like I said, we probably would have if we could just like drive by and honk and keep a distance. But with the two-year-old, she's not going to understand why she can't go inside and hug her grandparents or her great-grandparents. So we're going to chill out. Um, yeah. I would absolutely have to hug people. And <laughs> I have a one-year-old nephew that I would absolutely have to pick up. Oh, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but is it? Did you just take the gamble or, or what? You know? Yeah. Well, let me ask you a very important question. Are you a two-arm hugger or are you a one-arm hugger? Um, it depends <laughs> on who it is. Um, I'm polite, so if you reach out to hug me, I'm, I'll likely hug back. Okay. But if, I don't, if I'm not close to you, you're going to get a good, solid one-on-one. Okay. If I really adore you, I'm going to just, like, really grab you up, probably. Okay. Yeah, my daughter, when she hugs me, I'm like, oh, no, we do two arms. God, I actually like you. And it's funny because I think about all the people I give one arm hugs to. So, it is what it is, guys. I'm sorry. If I ever give you one arm hug, don't be offended. Like... When I made a dirty, I made you know all my business. So. Well, if I gave you a one-arm hug, I do want you to be offended. Well, you know what's so interesting that, like, when I first got down here, I still feel this way. I definitely think people in Mississippi are too touchy, to be honest. I feel like you have to work your way up to, like, the hugging, like, level. I definitely, like, I I would do handshakes, and everybody was like, oh, no, I don't do handshakes, I do hug, which is another subject. But anyway, I said I like to say that I didn't realize that I'm, like, grossed out by hugs, but in New Orleans, we kiss. So I always wow. kiss, we always kiss cheeks. So that's with me and all of my family. I don't remember. And that's why I guess hugs are weird to me because we did more kissing. But the interesting thing is, and oh, I hope nobody from my family listens to this. One of my aunties, like her face was really sweaty. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick my cheek out for her to kiss me. I'm not kissing that face right now. But anyway, <laughs> but I was just thinking how more disgusting that is, the fact that we do kisses especially like my daughter like she sticks her her little mouth out and we're like "Uh uh-uh girl like put your mouth because she will always have her mouth open and I'm like close your mouth give me like give me let's do the cheek thing 
So, you know, to me, like, kisses are really way more disgusting than hugs. They are. But. Yeah, yeah, that's what we did. We always did kisses on cheeks. And it was so funny because my husband um, started coming around my family. Him and my mom always had an awkward exchange because I don't know if she was going in or he was going in or whatever. He's really taller than her. And he would always, like, kiss her on her neck or somewhere weird by mistake. So so I think because he was just accustomed, like, to hug. So that's interesting, especially, like, post-pandemic. Like, are we going to still be, like, kissing cheeks and stuff? I don't know. Either way, um, kisses or hugs, it doesn't matter. I probably don't like you either way, so I don't know. Um, (laughs) Except for you, Dad, because I know you listen. Um, in my aunt, Missy. So anyway, yeah. So I don't know. We're going to wrap this foolishness up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but thank you for being on, um, the podcast. When I saw like all this going on, I was like, let me cyber stalk who this is. I'm going to ask her (laughs) as soon as possible to be on the podcast. So thank you so much for having me. I don't think I'm that interesting. So we, (laughs) well, I'm like, I I mean, I'm not either yet. People tune in every week. So, (laughs) (laughs) so like where can people keep abreast of everything? Like you're into like your website and social media and stuff. Um, okay. So you can follow my work on, um, on Instagram at, Pixels Paint LLC. That's P I X E L S P A I N T L L C. Or uh, my personal page, Love dot Sean, L O V E dot S H O N. Okay. And my website is pixelspaint.com. All right, cool. Well, for us the haters, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>